Our podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you have not heard about Anchor, it is the easier way to make a podcast. It's free, and they give you great tools and resources. Download the free Anchor app on your phone, or go to anchor.fm to get started. A-N-C-H-O-R. That's Anchor. That's Anchor. Hey guys, welcome to Hoops Us. It's your host, Xander, and I'll be talking about the playing tournament and do a short recap of every game so far. We also got the finalists of the MVP race, and the playoffs are about to start, baby. So stay tuned for an awesome episode of Hoops R Us. So the first game that was played in the playing tournament was the Hornets versus the Pacers. And the Pacers absolutely dominated them, 117 to 144. Guess what, guys? Your little LaMelo ball is out of the playoffs. So to lead the Pacers in scoring, we had O'Shea Brissett with 23 points. Sabonis led the Pacers in assists and rebounds with 9 assists and 21 rebounds. And there were a lot of websites saying the Hornets would win just because they had LaMelo Ball and Rozier. This is a pretty shocking win. I mean, then again, Sabonis just went off. He looked like an MVP out there with nine nine assists and 21 rebounds. Almost got triple-double today. I mean, in that game. And, yeah. Well, I kind of expected this because, one... In my opinion, I, I didn't think the playing tournament should have been should have happened in the first place. Because, well, although it's still fair, like the ninth seed beat the tenth seed, I still think it's just there was no point in doing it because it was gonna turn out turn out to be like this. And once again, I just want to say this: Lamelo Ball is out of the playoff, guys. What a big disappointment. So the next game we have is the Wizards versus the Celtics. The Celtics beat them 100 to 118. And Tatum led the Celtics in scoring with 50 points. Marcus Smart led the Celtics in assists with 6. Tristan Thompson led the Celtics in rebounds with 12 rebounds. And a bonus, Kemba Walker had 29 points and 7 rebounds. And here's my thought on this game. I think the Wizards was just not playing like a team. I think they did a lot of ISOs, a lot of one-on-ones. Like, you you got this guy, you know, one-on-one with him if you get the ball. The Celtics, well, <laughs> they were actually passing the ball. You know, you got Tatum with 50, Kemba with 29. That's just great chemistry, and... The whole season, the Wizards just never had that. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why the Celtics beat them pretty much. They beat them they beat them by 18 points. And I think the Celtics is simple, man. They just played like a team. And they were doing pick and rolls. They were passing to each other. You know, each guy was taking a shot. 
and like there were like four players who scored more than ten points at least. That's just great chemistry the Celtics have, and the Celtics are mostly known for that, especially for having a great head coach, Brad Stevens. Now for the West side, which was a little intense, the first matchup we have were the Spurs versus the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies only beat them by four points, a hundred to ninety-six. Man, Dylan Brooks led the Memphis in scoring with 24 points. Morant led the team in assists with 6 assists. And Jonas, I don't really know how to pronounce his last name, led the team in rebounds with 23 rebounds. Uh, For my thought about this game, I think it's the same thing, actually. It was just two guys for the Spurs. It was mostly DeMar DeRozan and Rudy Gay, actually. Because Memphis had Brooks with 24 points, 7 rebounds. Jonas, 23 points, 23 rebounds. John Morant had 20 points, 6 assists, and 6 rebounds. Almost getting a triple-double there. They simply played like a team. They were just like the Celtics, actually. And I don't think the Spurs had no chance. I mean, I'm pretty shocked that it was even close. But it was mostly DeMar DeRozan and Rudy Gay taking all the shots. Rudy Garrett shot, well, he made most of them as well, but he shot so many threes. DeMar was just going on the paint, bullying. And I got to say, this game was not, it was not shocking because, one, I was kind of shocked the Spurs even made this playing tournament. I kind of expected, like, the Pelicans to be in their spot, but... Not really shocked about this. The only thing I'm shocked about is how close it was because the Grizzlies, they're simply a great team. Well, wait, in my opinion, a way better team than the Spurs. And I think it should it shouldn't have been this close though. Like only by four points. Wow. And well, my disappointing game: the Warriors versus the Lakers. Yeah. Um, the Lakers beat the Warriors 103 to 100. Only by three points. Only by three points. You got Davis leading the Lakers in scoring with 25 points. LeBron led the Lakers in assists with 10. And Davis also led the team in rebounds with 12. Bonus here. Curry had 37, but his team didn't help him at all. That's a simple fact. Um, although Wiggins had like a 20, nobody, Draymond was acting like a bum. Kevon Looney was having turnovers here, left and right, left and right. And freaking LeBron's eye wasn't even in the, he could, he could, he, he was seeing three hoops out there. And he just said, I shot the middle one. That's just, that, I, I can't. LeBron is so. Oh my gosh, how upsetting that that is. And especially for my favorite team, freaking Curry dropped 37 points against the Lakers. And LeBron had a messed up eye, but still, hey, you know what? Still get the game winner with a three. LeBron doesn't even know how to shoot threes, but this season, apparently he does. And goodness, this is, that was, this was, this was a real good game. And I saw a social Instagram saying it has 20 years later, this has to be on one of the classic games the NBA presents. <laughs> I mean, the Warriors were being the Lakers. Wow, like 
for two quarters, they were just killing them, winning them by like 22 points. But no, LeBron and Davis just worked their magic. Harold barely played in minutes, actually. Schroeder was, I don't know, goodness. Um, Caruso was actually looking like Stephen Curry at threes. <laughs> oh my goodness, they call him a bum. Uh, who else? Horton, um, the two shocking players, though, they didn't get that many minutes, were Harold and, according to the Lakers, Taylor Horton Tucker, who I don't think is a good player at all. But Harold, they didn't, that's unbelievable. They didn't even need Harold for that many minutes. They still managed to get the win by three points off of a Warriors team that, Sorry, Wiggins, but only has Stephen Curry pretty much carrying the team. Yeah. Tough. Jeez. Such a tough loss. Such a tough I went to sleep disappointed. Such a tough loss. And now, the last game since, well, I couldn't catch the Warriors versus Grizzlies game, but we'll get to that soon. We got the Wizards versus the Pacers. The Wizards beat the Pacers 142-115. to This is like the Pacers getting karma because they pretty much did that to the Hornets. It was what? Let me see. It was 117-144. Similar scores, but the Wizards managed to get this win. Actually played like a team this time. We got B.O. led the Wizards in points, 25 points. Uh, Westbrook led the team in assists with 15, and a guy named Daniel Gafford led the team in rebounds with 13 rebounds. So, bye-bye, Sabonis. Um, sorry you got your hopes up against LaMelo, but you weren't going to beat Westbrook and Beal. And now the Wizards, well, they got the eighth seed now. And this win, well... I'd say if the Wizards did another poor performance like they did against Celtics, they were going to lose this match. But apparently, they actually played great, and they killed this Pacers team. They killed them. This was just shocking, man. 142 to 115. Unbelievable. Hey, guys. Before I continue, I just want to give a shout-out to my dad, for always believing me and for inspiring me to do this podcast and my fans for listening and I haven't mentioned this but this is the 19th episode of Hoops R Us so thank you guys so much for inspiring me to continue this podcast anyways back to the episode so since I couldn't catch this game I want to give my prediction for the Warriors versus the Grizzlies. So, in my opinion, I think the Warriors are going to snag this win because I think we're just, I think the Warriors are just a better team than the Grizzlies. And we've been the Grizzlies a lot of times this season, including the one where whoever wins this game, whoever wins the game would be the eighth seed. So I think we've just been better. We've just been the better team this season, and I think Curry's just gonna pop off, man. He he was, he looked pretty disappointed because of that Lakers game. I think it's gonna motivate him to just to just go off against that team, and he's gonna take it. He's gonna take it out on the court. 
So Grizzlies, we're coming after you guys. We're coming after you. So the NBA announced three finalists to for the MVP award. And we got Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, and my boy, Stephen Curry. <laughs> now, if the media has a lot of respect, I think Stephen Curry will win this MVP because he took this team to the eighth seed and he's he was the leading scorer this season with 32 points, averaging 32 points this season. That's just crazy. Uh, 5.5 rebounds and 5.8 assists. And he's, he's, he's been doing better than his animus MVP season. So I think Stephen Curry should win this MVP award. But here's the here are the other finalist stats. We got Joel Embiid averaging 28.5 points, 10.6 rebounds, and 2.8 assists. Now, I can see here he's pretty much averaging a double-double, meaning he's, as you guys know, averaging more than 10 points and more than 10 assists. So, Joel Embiid has a good case, but I don't think they're going to give it to him because even though his team's like the second seed, I think he was just, he was out for a long time. He was out for a long time. Although his stats do have a good case of winning the MVP, I think he was just injured for a long time, and I don't think, you know, the coaches, the media, and the fans are going to give it to him because, like, he was out for, like, two to three weeks. So, I think, I don't think Joel Embiid has a good case of winning the MVP. Unless they are impressed by his stats. Next, we got Nikola Jokic. Now, this guy, oof. If Nikola Jokic wins the MVP over Stephen Curry, on review, I might, I might disrespect that because his stats are saying it. His place is saying it. He did not get injured this. He did not get injured at all this season. And if he did, it was probably like only a day to day. So we got Jokic averaging 26.4 points, 10.8 rebounds, and 8.3 assists. This man was about to average a triple-double. That's that's just, I don't think we've seen that before. I mean, although he didn't average a triple-double, he, he two more assists, and he, he would have. And I think this would be big if he, have, if he wins the MVP because... We haven't had a center MV like a true center MVP since Shaq in 2000. So I think if Nikola Jokic wins it, hey, I gotta give it to him. I guess I gotta put respect to him, and he's been doing great. Uh, Murray came out with a torn a torn ACL, I wanna say, and he still his team still was dominating the NBA. I mean, it was him and Michael Porter, man, and he still managed to keep that team in their spot in the playoffs, and they didn't even have to play in the playing tournament, so, Nikola Jokic, man, uh, if you win MVP, gotta admit, I would, I really would, I really won't mind. <laughs> Since I have a little more time, guys, I want to give it up for the Rookie of the Year finalists. We got LaMelo Ball. 
Anthony Edwards and Tyree Halliburton. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, my thoughts about this. I don't think Tyrese is in this conversation. I think it's between LaMelo or Anthony Edwards. So I think LaMelo Ball is going to win in fan votes, in my opinion. But I think Anthony Edwards and the other and the other two categories, or the other two people that vote, I think Anthony Edwards is going to win the Rookie of the Year. If LaMelo Ball's name just doesn't give it, just if LaMelo Ball's name just doesn't give it to him. So, um, Lamelo Ball is so popular that he, I, I I would not be shocked if he even finished tenth in MVP voting, cause he is so popular, man. Just because, of, mostly because of his dad and his well brother Lonzo Ball and his crazy family. <laughs> Uh, I think his popu- he easily wins the popularity contest of rookie of being a rookie in the NBA. Um, he was actually doing great this season. At this point, in my opinion, he's already better than his brother, Lonzo Ball. And Lonzo Ball has been here since, like, what, 2016, 2017? So, I think the Mellow Ball, I mean, I don't know. Because Anthony Edwards, I think... I think that he's going to have enough respect to win the MVP, but LaMelo Ball is just going to have way more popularity to win this Rookie of the Year. And I meant Rookie of the Year for Anthony Edwards. Sorry, guys. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton. I actually had him in my fantasy basketball team, but I don't, I don't think he's in the conversation to be a Rookie of the Year, at least compared to these two guys. He was pretty impressive this season. He was pretty impressive this year, but I don't know, man. I, I don't think he's just in the conversation. I mean, Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball have been, oh, my gosh, all over all over ESPN. Um, Stephen A. Smith is always talking about them. But actually, which brings me to this, I think Kendrick's Perkins, Ken, Kendrick Perkins mentioned this. He mentioned that what if they can be co-rookies? Meaning, what if LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards won, you know, Rookie of the Year? Both of them. Just like Grant Hill and Jason Kidd. It would be pretty old school, but I think that would work perfectly fine. Because, one, I don't think anybody would be upset with that. I think everybody would respect that. Of course, then again, you have your haters, of course. But I think everybody would respect that because they're both great rookies. And LaMelo Ball would actually out for the season, everybody kept saying. But he just came back. Oh, my gosh. He came back into a beast. Although he got eliminated in the playoffs. Ha! But um, LaMelo Ball, I think he helped his team better than Anthony Edwards because... During the time LaMelo Ball was injured, the Hornets still managed to at least be a play-in tournament team, and they did that without LaMelo. So, the play-in tournament definitely helped helped the Hornets in general, and I don't know, I think Anthony Edwards should, should get this rookie of the year.
Alright guys, that's a wrap of this episode. This is the ending of season 2 of Hoops R Us. I have had so much fun this season. This podcast has been great so far, guys. Thank you for listening so much. Also, for next season's sneak peek, the playoffs are going to come up, guys. So get ready for that. And I hope you guys love this episode. And this is your host, Xander, signing off.